Welcome to the MetPro Method Podcast. I'm your host, Crystal O'Keefe. And today I'm joined by MetPro coach Ryan McMullen. Today we are discussing tailgating tips just in time for football season. Ryan, thank you so much for being here today. Thanks for having me. Apparently I'm the food and drink guy. So. You are. If there's a party, we go to Ryan. That's what I... It's go to Ryan. <laughs> All right. So we need to start with what exactly a tailgating party is. And I guess I should say in full disclosure and transparency, I've never actually been tailgating. I feel... Like I'm, I don't. Yeah. I feel like I can't even belong to the Midwest when I say that. Like somehow I'm going to be kicked out of the Midwest just by admitting that. And I have never either. I get the concept, but <laughs> not a big sports goer myself. So <laughs> okay, so different. we so for our listeners, we know we've never been, but we understand that there's a lot of food and there's a lot of drinking and usually alcohol involved. So we know that, right? And the idea is that people are kind of like partying before the actual game starts and then maybe after the game starts as well. So what do you feel is like the most difficult thing to navigate during a tailgating party? Well, I think you kind of mentioned one of the obvious is uh, the booze. It's the alcohol, you know, that's definitely up there. And I would say there's lots of ways to get around that. But most of the people that are probably clicking on this, listening to it already, like they see tailgating and they're like, yay, okay, what do I do here? So, you know, you mentioned it is is alcohol is obviously going to be a big factor. And then the, the other thing that not worries me, but gets my brain moving is like, most of that food is going to be the quick options, right? The quick snacks, the chips, the things that you're buying pre-packaged from the store, they're ready to go, you know, unless you have this crazy setup out of the bed of your truck with, you know, a smoker and a barbecue and all sorts of other things. A lot of it is going to be processed food. So it's, my thought is how do we get away from that and have other options that are just as easy, just as fast, but also more in line with your plan, your diet, or or just healthy in general, in, you know, staying away from the Pringles and the chips and God knows what else. I think that's the important thing, right? Because whenever I think some kind of party, I, I tend to go to things like a dip, like like a seven layer dip. And I, that's like the exact opposite of what we're trying to do. <laughs> so we need help. That seven layer, that seven layer dip is going to pack some calories. That's for sure. Yeah. It's like you could take a little tiny square and you're done. <laughs> <laughs> but it's so good. Okay, so what exactly do people need to do? They want to have a good day, but they want to stay basically on plan, whatever their plan looks like for MetPro during the party. Yeah, so I probably sound like a broken record. And if my clients are listening to this, they're like, I already know what he's going to say, <laughs> which is the lead up. Leading up into it is the most important. I've said this, I think, on past podcasts about parties, but it's really no different. I, and I stress this to all of my clients or anybody in general, like when you go into something hungry, bad things are bound to happen. And that's because that blood sugar drops, you know, and, and it's counterintuitive, right? Like we think, hey, I'm going to go tailgate before this game. There's going to be beer. There's going to be drinks. There's going to be a bunch of snacks. So I'm just going to skip my snack and my lunch maybe, or even the whole day, like I'm not going to eat leading up into that because I know it's going to be calorically dense. And right. that's actually where you get into your first set of problems is portion size and control goes through the roof because you're hungry. Your, your blood sugar drops and your body's response is, hey, feed me, feed me. And especially if you've been a Met Pro client and you're used to eating five times a day, 
that contrast of going from breakfast, snack, lunch, snack, dinner to all of a sudden we're skipping meals and then going to this event or party or whatever it is, that's where things go south. So the first step is eat on plan all day long. Even if you know you're going to go overboard and your caloric density is going to be through the roof, there's going to be alcohol, eat your breakfast, eat your snack. Maybe it's a midday thing. So, you know, you might be having lunch at that tailgate party or event or whatever you're doing, but eat on plan leading up into that. You're, you're going to be less hungry. Your stomach is going to be full. You're not going to go over on portion sizes. At some point, your stomach is going to say, nope, that's enough. I'm good. <laughs> so that's the main thing. And then the next one is getting yourself more options for while you're there. Okay. So how do we get right. more options? I mean, so do you mean like bring your own or do you mean like something else? Not, well... Bring your own. Sure. Um, you can have alternate options, but bring things to share. Yeah. I, I like, it doesn't have to be the processed junk foods that are easy to grab. You know, no one is like a few of the snack things that came in mind were, you know, and again, I've said this one before, but veggie platter with, you know, a good Greek yogurt dill dip right? With, you know, maybe some garlic and lemon juice in there. You can make it yourself. I make it all the time and it's great. It's a light thing that's going to have a little bit of carbs, a little bit of protein. Veggies are super low in calories and they're really filling, right? And, and a lot of it is just your mouth is busy, right? You're chewing these raw veggies and that's going to make that feel a little bit better, right? Well, Whereas I think there's like a psychological component there, right? Because if you go to one of these things and you don't have something to eat, you feel left out, you feel ostracized because like, oh, I have my diet. And then people are like, why are you dieting? And then they think that they need to like weigh in, haha, pun intended, weigh in on like <laughs> how you look or how you don't look or what your goals should be or what they shouldn't be. So you have all of that. But if you bring something and you're you're munching on it, now you feel like you're part of the party. You're still being social. And I think that's an important aspect of it, too. Yeah. And, and to play off of what you said is not just bringing something for yourself, bringing something that fits your plan, but to share. That tastes right? yummy. Yeah. You would be surprised how many people, you know, end up reaching for that, that type of thing. Maybe later, right? Maybe they fill up on the bad stuff first and they go, oh God, that veggie plate is looking really, really good now. You know, you'd be surprised how many people actually like when it's there, People are going to participate in that. And then you don't feel like the oddball out versus if you just pack your, you know, your little snacks and your little items for you, even though you're eating and drinking with everyone, you can still feel a little ostracized and kind of outside of the group. Yeah. So veggie platter is great. And I know that's not like tailgating food. I get it. You know, a good mixed bowl of fruit too is great right? Put that in a cooler. You can prep it beforehand, put it in the back of the truck or car, wherever you're taking it. And, and that's a great, like sweet, cold item that can, you know, crave those like sweet tooths that you're getting. 
Yeah, that's a great idea. And I mean, if you to me, it's like if if this is a big day for you, especially and you want to you want to maybe like celebrate a little, you just don't want to, you know, go completely off plan. You could even like go a little outside of your normal lines by like using some kind of like fat free um, cool whip to put on top of it. It's still, you know, just a little bit of indulgence, but not crazy. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, there's, you know, a bunch of little things like that. So I think those would be great things to share, you know, snack options. Another one that I, I didn't make, uh, went over to, this wasn't tailgating, but friend's house. And this was a great like appetizer was like a chicken salad in little lettuce boat wraps. Oh, right. And again, easy to make, easy to prep for, throw the chicken salad in a cooler with your, you know, romaine lettuce boats or whatever. And that was a great appetizer that didn't make me feel like, oh my gosh, I shouldn't be eating this. (laughs) What a great idea. And it's still, it's still like something you can eat easily, like with your hand, like it's, it's something you can share easily. It's something you can eat with your hands. It's still finger food. Yeah. I like that. I like that. What a great idea. (laughs) Yeah. So, so you know, things like that, like there's so many easy and fast and healthy items that are still finger foods, still feel like you're participating, still feel like you're partying, right? Like those, those can be really, really good things. Okay. So as far as partying goes, alcohol, how do we handle the alcohol? (laughs) How do we handle it? Oh man, where do I start? So I look, it's, it's a part of those events, it's kind of the culture surrounding it. And and look, you can have all the willpower you want and, and hats off to you. Maybe you go into that and you say, you know what? I can do this and not drink. And I have clients do that all the time. And they come out feeling... I think this is missed a lot too, is you know we, we say the don't, don't, right? But I can't tell you how many times I've had a client come back from a concert. This just happened. I had a client... He goes to a Kenny Chesney concert and we didn't set any parameters, nothing. The next day he was so excited and texted me and he said, my weight dropped a pound and a half. I didn't have any alcohol and I feel great this morning. There is something to be said about that, that how good you feel when you when you stay on plan. I I don't like to call foods good or bad, but it's like how it makes you feel. You know, when we eat on plan, it does make you feel better. It just does. It does. And you know, I really enjoyed that text because it kind of flipped a mindset and it rather than the conversation being, Hey, don't drink. Right. We're children at heart. When someone tells us don't do something, it's like, at least me, I'm like, "Uh, I kind of want to do that. (laughs) As soon as you tell me I can't, I gotta. (laughs) But it was, it was so powerful for him knowing like, Hey, I went into this with no expectations. He didn't say he was going to drink. He wasn't going to drink. He knew he was going to keep it under control, but he took a big thing away from that, which was, I can go do this without having alcohol and I can feel good the next morning. And the benefits far outweigh what I could have had that night. Yeah. Yeah. That's, so that's a win right there. It's a huge win. And I think a lot of that is missed. You know, it's, it's, we, we need to remember how good we feel and, and how empowering that is too. just having that willpower saying no, waking up, feeling great. That's a phenomenal thing. Now that's half the people, maybe, (laughs) maybe a quarter. (laughs) Right. And then we get into like, if you're going to have alcohol, what are your best bets going to be? So my go-tos are 
obviously anything that's going to be lower in calorie. So we can start there, right? Clear liquors are going to be a lot better. So you've got tequila, vodka, gin. Um, You can throw whiskey in there, but it's a little bit higher glycemic load. So, you know, we can start with the hard liquors and those are easy. You know, throw a little citrus juice in those, mix in sparkling water. Um, Those can be really, really great cold beverage and they're not going to completely ruin you versus like a really heavy, you know, Sierra Nevada pale ale or um, some IPA, right? Those are going to stack a lot of carbs, a lot of calories and they are very, very filling. So stay away from those. (laughs) And then when it comes to the beer, um, you know, sparkling, like I've I've mentioned this, I think in another podcast, which is the, you know, the really low calorie beers and seltzers happening right now. Like the Um, White Claw and things like that is an example. Yeah, White Claw, truly, you know, I think most of those lie between like 90 to 100 calories per seltzer. Um, They are lower in alcohol too, which is great because less of a like impact on digestive upset and inflammation. So, you know, we have to take that into account as well. And then even some beers, you know, I know Corona, you know, Corona Premier makes a very low carb beer. Um, and there are multiple others that I'm seeing. Flyjack IPA, I think is a really low calorie one. It's like under a hundred calories per beer, um, light beers, but they're going to be again, a much better option right, than the heavier stuff. Yeah. Stay away from, I would say the fruity cocktails, anything really dense in fruit juice. And then obviously like super heavy beers, IPAs, pale ales, things like that. So I actually just had a client ask me about why they couldn't have like fruity cocktails. And I'm wondering if that might be confusing to other people as well. I know that there's sugar involved whenever it's like a mixture. But is there anything that you think that people might not realize about fruit juices itself? Like, for example, if there's a mixed drink made with cranberry juice, that that might seem like it's not so bad on the surface. Yeah, <laughs> that's one of my favorite conversations. And I'll, I'll ask you this question because I ask it to all of my clients. If you were going to sit down and I said, Crystal, I want you to eat. Here's a here's a whole table full of oranges. Eat as many as you'd like. How many are you going to eat? Uh, probably one, maybe. <laughs> one, maybe two, right? Yeah. Good, solid oranges, maybe at the most. Yeah. If you knew that the amount of oranges it takes for an eight ounce glass of orange juice, this is just an example. The amount of oranges it takes for an eight ounce glass of orange juice, condensed orange juice, is about 12 to 15 oranges. What? Wow. So you're consuming all of the sugars and all of the calories from that many oranges. And that's what concerns me with fruit juice, right? So you use, you know, cranberry juice, right? What a great mixture to go in, like some vodka or even gin, maybe that could be a great drink. Right. Crown and cranberry, I actually was introduced to like a long time ago, which is a really good drink. But, you know, if you, if you wonder like how many cranberries does it take to make that juice, And then versus how many you could eat in a sitting if you had free range, those are going to be vast different quantities. And that's what concerns me with the fruit juice is you're getting all of those calories, all of the sugar from that juice. But if you were to eat it, you're going to eat and consume far less than you would if it's in the juice. 
That is an excellent point, Ryan. Very well explained. Thank you. (laughs) I'll just tuck that away for my future conversations. (laughs) (laughs) It's a good one. It makes you, it just opens your mind. It makes you think about it. It's like, wow, okay, that is a lot. (laughs) Yeah. And we always talk about how that, that blood sugar spike, I mean, if you're having all the sugar from 10 to 12 oranges at one time, I mean, that's a big old spike. <laughs> yeah, talk about a spike in blood sugar, then insulin, and then you get the crash, right? right? You get that massive crash coming down from it. You're tired. Nobody wants that. No, <laughs> no. You're not going to be very much fun at the party after that anyway. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, so we know the, the fruity ones mixed with like fruit juices. We need to, we know to stay away from like fruit cocktails in general. Go with your stronger, clear liquids, <laughs> liquor. <laughs> and then lighter beers opposed to the heavier beers. Are there any other alcohol tips that people might want to consider? Mm, I would say th- there's kind of one more, which is like I'll kind of circle back on not all fruit is created equal, right? And I'm separating out citrus. Um, if I'm going to have a cocktail, citrus is by far one of my favorite like flavoring components. So, you know, your lime juice, your lemon juice, and even like fresh grapefruit juice, if you're to squeeze it and get that out yourself, um, those are going to be a lot less dense in calories, a lot less dense in glycemic load, and they can really pack a punch with flavor, you know, half an ounce to an ounce of lime juice or, you know, grapefruit juice in a cocktail, like you're going to taste that the flavors are going to come through versus something like cranberry juice. You put like one ounce in there. You're not getting that flavoring. It's not the same. And it's way more dense with sugar. Yeah. So citruses are another one. And then I'll share this. Something my girlfriend's done from time to time is those crystal light like lemonade packets. Oh my gosh. The last time we went camping, she made uh, like an Arnold Palmer with one of those. Oh, I never thought of that. That's a great idea. I didn't even think of it. And she was using that. And I was like, what are you doing? And she's making like a little bit like a little Arnold Palmer cocktail with a low calorie. I think those are like 10 calories and she only uses half. So tea, a little bit of the lemonade packet. She's got her vodka in there, fill it up with a little bit of water. And she's got herself a really low calorie Arnold Palmer. Whereas if you're going to buy like a can of that, you know, spiked Arnold Palmer, those are going to be north of 220, 230 calories and way dense on sugar. Yeah. So that's like another, like, you know, and, and I know there are a lot of items like that, like drink flavorings that you can put in. So don't throw those out because those can be great for cocktail mixes and, you know, get creative with it. Yeah. So when you talk about like like the juices to add, like lemon juice, let's just say, can you use, is it on par? Is it the same to like squeeze lemon in versus buying like the bottle of lemon juice at the, the store, the grocery store? I believe so. I have lime and lemon juice on hand all the time. I use them in cooking as well. When I look on the back, it's like one tablespoon says five calories. So I think they're going to be pretty in par with it. So I think it's just down to convenience at that point. And, you know, maybe you have lemon or lime trees in your backyard. So, you know, if you have access to fresh fruit, obviously that's a good route to go. That's Um, foreign concept here in Missouri. We do not have (laughs) lemon or lime trees in our backyards. We have them everywhere here. We've got a great fruit tree down the street and the owner of the house just says, grab as many as you want. It's like right on their front lawn. That's amazing. (laughs) That's amazing. (laughs) 
So convenience would be uh, kind of the go-to on that. But yeah, the bottles of, I know for sure, like the lime and lemon juice, I look at the back of those and look at the nutrition label. And those are very, very low calorie, um, low sugar. It's just pure like condensed lemon and lime juice. Okay. So is so those are all excellent ideas. And by the way, I use the Crystal Light with other things too. Like I have my my rum and Diet Coke and I like to put cherry Crystal Light in there. Uh, oh, okay. Mm-hmm, all right. Mm-hmm. What is that? Is that like a... It's not a... Sh- Roy Rogers or what's the alcoholic version of that? Well, I think I call it a cherry bomb. That's just something I made up because it just tastes like this like really intense cherry drink, but you also have the alcohol aspect of it in it. So it's just like it's really it it takes it from kind of a boring drink to like something that you can drink and you feel like you're, you know, in the tropics somewhere. (laughs) (laughs) I have to be transported. Yeah, I have to be transported with my alcohol. I can't have the little umbrella drinks whenever I'm, you know, somewhere fun. So I have to I have to make my own. <laughs> so I bring my crystal light with me. <laughs> I like it. I, I'm a fan. <laughs> <laughs> so is there anything that we haven't covered that you want to make sure people know before they attend a tailgate party? I think the last one is probably a meal if it were to happen. Um, I do. I do think that's worth discussing because I know, you know, Although neither of us have been tailgating per se, I kind of understand the concepts and the ideas and, you know, seen lots of people bring barbecues. Like, I mean, I would be set up great to go tailgating. I have like a mini Green Mountain Grill smoker. Yeah. Into uh, like my truck. Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> yeah. And so I know, I know so many people have those types of setups. Um, so I think if, if meals are to happen, and I have done one of these. So if meals are to happen, a great tailgate food, and I had to look this up, uh, especially if you're in like a colder place, is chili. Oh, yeah, 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 absolutely. You know, it didn't come to mind living in California. Like we're not really dealing with cold weather, but I would imagine like chili, what a great food if you're going to have a meal, like something warm, if it's cold out. Um, And those are really easy things that you can throw into a crock pot. And most of them nowadays, especially, and like I said, I've done this, can plug into vehicles. They plug into trucks. They have adapters that can plug in, plug into your 12 volt, um, and you can have that ready to go. And just for reference, we have, I believe, three different chili recipes on our MetPro website. Oh, so wow. Wow. Go to metpro.co forward slash recipes and look at all of the chili recipes. Um, those can be like a great meal to stay on plan and share with others too. Yeah, I love that. It checks all the boxes. You're sharing your meal. You're having something fun. You're doing, you're, you're still able to um, have something that's warm if it's cold outside. So you check all the boxes. Very good. Ryan, thank you so much for your time today. Listeners, that is all for this week. You can find all the MetPro Method episodes anywhere you get podcasts or you can go to metpro.co slash podcast and please be sure to follow the show and rate and review. That lets other people know what they can expect. You can also learn more about MetPro at metpro.co. I'm your host, Crystal O'Keefe, and I will be back next week. Until then, remember, consistency is key. 